What is up, world? Hello, TPN subscribers, viewers, watchers, peepers. This is TPN, the walk on, and this is the Friday prop trap. I am Joel Walkowski. I put the walk in walk on, and I put the talk in all things gambling, sports, analysis, comedy, and even today, Polish landlords. And we do have a rule on this show, right? The worse I feel at the start of it, the better the show ends up being. And we're, we're living in chaos here, folks. Um, it's the craziest situation of my life, but what are you going to do? We're going to have some fun today. I'm going to bring on my good friend, the best football analyst I know. We've been killing it all year. He is writing a blog for the Props Network where he bets every game on the year. He's up on the season, and even if you were to put his track record up to some prognosticators with a lot of respect on their names, I think you'd find some surprising results. So let's bring him on, the 52-yard man himself, Steve Clark. Yeah! What's up, Joel? What's up, Steve? How are you this, I think, cloudy Friday? The temp, the weather's shifting around very quickly here in New York City. I never, unless it's pouring rain, I don't know what the temperature is outside. Yeah. Just don't go out there enough to know. Yeah, we've but had I'm good. You're good. You, you've recovered. I think you had a disappointing Sunday. Your Rams lost to the 49ers, but that happens. You know, the 49ers, they show up in these divisional games. They're, t- they're a tough out. Yes. And anyone who has been following the Rams knows that the 49ers are the Rams kryptonite. Like even when the Rams are good, the 49ers will beat us, especially when the Rams are bad. The 49ers will be. It's like how the Rams are with the Seahawks. The Rams will always take one from the Seahawks, regardless of how good either team is. Exactly. It's just that division there. It's like a game of rock, paper, scissors. The Cardinals beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks beat the Rams. The 49ers beat the Rams. So it's it's very interconnected. But hey, I'm gaining so much respect for Kyle Shanahan as this year goes on. I think back in our pilot on days, my favorite bet was 49ers to miss the playoffs, 49ers to miss the playoffs. And yeah, I think they are going to probably miss the playoffs. But what a what a coaching job, keeping them just like competitive with all the injuries. And now they're going to be playing their home games in Arizona. And as someone who had their home temporarily shifted to Arizona, I can assure you it's not great. If if the 49ers make the playoffs, he has to win coach of the year. He has to. Even if the Steelers go 16 and 0, he has he, he's had to deal with so much this season. Yeah. And like regression at the quarterback position from not just the QB one, the QB two and the QB three. It's been amazing. The things he's dealt with and he's doing all this without a Bosa brother, the best asset you can have in today's NFL. Seriously. Yeah. And and I don't know about you, but I think the NFC is really flawed. So I keep finding myself like falling in love with the teams at the bottom of the field. Like, if they get in, I can see the 49ers being a really tough out. I can see the Vikings, Vikings being yeah. an extremely tough out. Like, there's not a team in the NFC playoff field I can't see the Vikings conceivably beating. Yeah, that's very true. There's they're scary. They what they blew it against someone last week, didn't they? Was it the Falcons? No, no, they had a, a miraculous win, actually. They they barely beat the Panthers, but the week before I think they blew it to the Falcons. Oh, they 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 blew it to Dallas, and Dallas actually just kind of who it was. But you know, I watched that whole game, and Dallas showed up to play. Dallas played extremely well. Minnesota was not terrible whatsoever. That was just an inspired effort by the the Dallas Cowboys, and it makes sense. Do you know how Mike McCarthy revved up the team? How 
he he gathered them all in the hotel room, the the hotel like meeting place the night before the game, and he performed a Gallagher comedy routine. He, this can't be right. No, this, this is real. He he he, <laughs> he gathered all the Dallas Cowboys. You know the franchise who famously they had their own house for cocaine and prostitutes. Well, these days they're, 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 it's a PG operation. The head coach Mike McCarthy he's gathering them around. He got a sledgehammer and a bunch of watermelons, and he, he just cra- he, he smashed the watermelons for, to rev up the Cowboys. It's incredible, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. What a guy. Um, now hearing that anecdote, would you like to reclaim your coach of the year pick? Do you want to maybe give Mike McCarthy some? <laughs> Did you hear uh, what Jerry Jones said about the Broncos quarterback problems? No, I didn't. He said the quarterback, the, the Broncos have it no worse than us using Ben DiNucci in a game. <laughs> he said that to the media, just throwing DiNucci under the bus. <laughs> You know, we have it. We've. I think this is episode thirty-two of the walk-on, and that is possibly my favorite moment. Poor Ben DiNucci. You get one start. You play admirably, and then you're just going to be a punchline in perpetuity because Forever. Jerry Jones kind of remembers your name. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, Eve, Jerry Jones had some great words on the Gallagher controversy as well. Oh, he, he was happy about the win, but he was disappointed because he had to pay a hotel cleaning bill because Mike McCarthy, he's not known for his, his game plans and his team speeches are no surprise. He, he, he was quoted as saying, it's surprising how much water is in a watermelon. <laughs> I still don't believe this is real. I, 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 Sam, if you can find this, <laughs> please pull it up. I know I'm a little, in a little bit of trouble with Sam. I may or may not have my professional gambler video in 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 time. Stressful. Oh. Stressful. Well, you know, this week you have a little more leeway because there's no Thursday game. Yeah, exactly. I just didn't get around to it. So, like, t- you got to write it. You got to shoot it. You got to coordinate. I had to move my 400-pound desk yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, I, I may or may not have it in time, but... I, it's a two-way street of these disappointments because all, all Sam's been talking to me is I, I need you to find a Grinch costume. I want <laughs> I have Eli Sayers on every Wednesday to dress to talk college football. It's been an amazing journey for us. And he keeps saying, I want Eli as the Grinch. I find Sam a Grinch costume. I'm like, hey, 30 bucks, they'll deliver it, they'll walk it over to you. And he's like, Well, I don't know what we're gonna do with the Grinch costume. Why well, ask me for the Grinch costume in, to begin with, Sam? Man, I'm sorry to air all the props network dirty laundry. Hi, guys. Hey, what's uh, Well, I don't have an idea. You're the comedian. You're supposed to have an idea for the Grinch costume. I'm sub- Give me that note beforehand. Hey, if I get a Grinch costume. I just costume- got a visual. Eli in a Grinch suit. Everyone will love that, right? <laughs> You're supposed to take that idea and run with it. You you will love that. You love the Grinch, and maybe if we do it, our viewership will grow three times. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Just, not. Okay, carry on. Do a segment where he's really like negative about all your picks, and he just tears them apart. There you go. There's the segment producer right there. Now I just yeah. got to convince. Well, where's a, the Grinch co- costume? Now I just got to convince a guy with OCD to put on a used Halloween costume. <laughs> Sorry, Eli, we we do love you and we support you. So I don't know about you. I think we've been doing really good on the props all year long. 
And uh, I, this is one of my favorite slates. So you want to get us started here? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to start with the Lions game. Okay, I've got one. I can start with the Lions game. Against the Bears. Lions coming off their head coach getting fired. I found it interesting. I mean, I just kind of looked back through this season. Um, after the Texans fired Bill O'Brien, Texans won by like 16. After the Falcons fired Dan Quinn, they won by like 20. Lions are going to win this game. Absolutely guaranteed. They don't need DeAndre Swift or Kenny Galladay to be healthy. They're going to win the game because they have a new head coach that they actually want to play for. So with that in mind, I mean, this this bet, this prop doesn't reflect that at all. I just like talking about how the Lions are going to win this weekend. I'm taking David Montgomery to score a touchdown, <laughs> which has nothing to do with the Lions winning. But it's not on points bet. I found it on another sports book for around plus 187. So there's pretty good odds if you can find it. Oh, those are great odds. Yeah. Um, we all know the Lions rush defense is terrible. They give up 133 yards per game on the ground. And, and their starting defensive tackle, Danny Shelton, is, was, is on IR right now. John Panasini from Utah has been stepping up and playing admirably, but he's still a sixth-round rookie. So there's a lot to be desired from that DT position. And here's something you've probably noticed but didn't know. They're in dead last at allowing rushing touchdowns per game. They allow 1.5 rushing touchdowns per game. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to... It's amazing that they're so bad in rushing touchdowns when everyone can score through the air on this line. There there are certain routes that they just don't defend, and you really saw Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller just know exactly how how they were going to defend him. It's been that that way all year, and I got to thank you. You were actually the person who broke the news to me about Matt Patricia being fired. right, yeah. How are you feeling? I feel great, and I'm just walking in the grocery store. I get a congrats text from Steve, and it's like, what's he congratulating me on? And it's like, oh, it finally happened. I thought it was going to happen Monday. I was surprised. I was stunned it happened on a Saturday. Yeah. but Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, and it was amazing to see the outpouring of support for the Lions in firing him. Like, there were probably 25 tweets across the NFL coming out throwing this guy under the bus. Uh, yeah. Bus ain't going to fit. But Sean uh, <laughs> Robinson said he threatened his career, uh, which is how you want to treat a second-round pick from Alabama. And we yeah. see the Lions having – we just talked about their issues. We had the DT and stopping the run. Sean Robinson, he's very good at those things. He was run out of town for no reason at all. Now he's a Ram, baby. He's a and he's he's a good Ram. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's not your number one DT, but he's a solid starter who with like great physicality and has he blocked any kicks for you guys yet? Ooh, that's a, I don't think so, but he, that would be that'd be fun. Yeah, he averaged uh, two blocks kicks a year in Detroit. Whoa, that's so sick. Yeah, and this is actually a really fun matchup because it's weirdly two of the best special teams units in the league. The Lions have a good special teams for the first time in my life. Shout out to Braden Coombs. And I'm going to go ahead and I am going to stick with your game. This is going to... I I like the Lions to win. I'm going to pair it with the under to get like a a plus 300 payout because the Lions are plus 145. And the dead cat bounce, which you discuss, hasn't worked too well historically. But this year undefeated undefeated so i'm gonna go with mitchell trubisky under touchdowns my my, one and a half minus 115 
I don't think there's a lot of trust in Mitch right now. I don't even know if Mitch is fully healthy. And it it seems that Allen Robinson is pretty checked out at this moment in time. He definitely wants out of Chicago. He's still good, but like, yeah, he doesn't want to be there at all. Well, he's great. He's, he's squandered his whole career by playing with awful <laughs> quarterbacks. Like, is he as good as, as Michael Thomas? Yeah, probably. He's yeah, he, he should be in the top five receiver conversation. But yeah, his can, poor guy, Blake Bortles, Mitchell to, Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky to Nick Foles to Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I, I can really see why you'd be frustrated and why you would be liking posts about your own departure from Chicago, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might see a, a, a WR1 swap in the NFC North next season. We might see Galladay in Chicago. We might see Allen Robinson in Detroit. Crazier things have Ooh. happened. I mean, Kenny Galladay, he's from Illinois. He played his college ball in Illinois. He's never stopped living in Illinois. So if the Bears are looking to replace a wide receiver one, they'd be pretty well. I think Kenny's the guy for them to go after. And I don't really want to be the team that pays him 20 million a year. No, he's I mean, he can't stay healthy enough to to make that money. No, he's he, a freak when he's on the field. Can't. St- and it, it's weird with his size. He does have amazing precision with his route tree. Yeah, um, he's so good. Yeah, but. You know what, Allen Robinson, come to Motown. We'll be fine. So let's return. Do you? Do you <laughs> can can I? Can we do? You want to go right now, or should I do it? Uh, do you have another one for the Bears Lions? I do not. So go ahead, my friend. All right, I'm jumping over to this Vikings Jaguars game. Ooh, ooh, I'm taking Justin Jefferson, 75 plus receiving yards at plus 100. I've got the same 14. bet. I've got the hey! same bet. That's the line of the week, right? Yeah, Just, I, I love it. Jacksonville's passing defense is terrible. They give up the fourth most receiving yards per game, 280 yards per game. Jefferson hasn't fallen below this number in the last three weeks. And in the last three weeks, he's averaged over nine targets per game. He's a target hog. And with Thielen coming back, you know, he might only get eight targets this week, but there's still plenty of targets to go around for Jefferson. Yeah, I had this same bet written down. Justin Jefferson, it's amazing. We are in the golden age of receivers, and you see all this hypes around guys like DK Metcalf. And really, I think guys like Justin Jefferson and A.J. Brown are kind of my favorite young receivers just because they have such complete games, and you can really help establish a context of an offense with how they play as opposed to just taking the top off it, a defense. So yeah, yeah, I love this pick. I love this game. I'm all over the Vikings here. I'm going to be backing their money line minus 480. <laughs> well, here, do you know what happened? What happened? I well, they had that. I went to a, a Zoom funeral. It was oh, four of. It, I mean, this that's not what the story. It is. It was very sad, but it was Minnesota Vikings themed. So oh I told God. I told them I'm going to be betting on the Vikings this Sunday, and. That Joey Sly, Joey Sly doesn't miss that field goal very often. I can really, I felt some divine intervention on that <laughs> one. So I'm, I'm, con, I'm going to continue to roll with the Vikings here. Uh, I'm supporting the Greer family in their grief, and hopefully the Vikings keep rolling. It's been fun to kind of find an excuse to root for a division rival, and yeah. these are the only circumstances I could ever kind of like them. Yeah. <laughs> they did give Warren Moon a shot back in the day, though. 
Yeah, good for them. Okay, so I'm I'm with you on that bet. So I will just take control of the board and let's move to the Sunday night game, huh? Okay. Um, we all saw what happened in Denver when you aren't a marquee franchise and you have COVID. You're in trouble. They're going to make you play, however. But they're on Sunday night. They're getting their full team back, and they're playing Kansas City. So there's actually two lines I really like here. Okay. Drew Locke over one and a half touchdowns is plus 152. And wow. against Kansas City, teams have a propensity to score. There's still a lot of weapons in that Broncos offense, if they have their full Broncos offense. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty easy mark for Drew to get. I love that. That's And the the value on that's incredible. Yeah, plus 152. And it's like the stink that happened on the Broncos last week is really influencing all the player props. Like just going through on points bet and seeing all the individual like lines for players for the Broncos, there was a lot of value there. I liked Drew Locke for over all of his overs. And then Melvin Gordon, I believe Philip Lindsay got hurt last week. I don't know his status, but he's not going to be 100% even if he plays. His over rushing yards is 49 and a half minus 115. Yeah, 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 yeah. That feels good to me too. Yeah, so it would be a good time because like the Broncos, they've had a horrible year, but I think that, that offense has been pretty competent. And against Kansas City, who has given up big yardage to guys like Darren Waller, I don't see why Noah Fant can't have a big day if he's – Jerry Judy, I think that Jerry Judy breakout game is coming, especially because like he he was not involved in that offense last week at all. I I started Jerry Judy in fantasy last week. Oh no, uh, not great. <laughs> what a, what a what a wild card decision to make. I mean, I've just I like him. He gets amazing separation, and that's what's really cool about all these rookie receivers. Like they're among the league leaders in separation per catches. Oh, they're and, incredible. Yeah, it's it's the golden age of receivers, and that's why it's kind of not great to pay a receiver right now. So. No. Yeah, I think what we're learning from the NFL is that you shouldn't pay anyone any money. Yeah. Don't give the quarterback <laughs> the huge deal. Don't give a running back a huge deal. Yeah, don't pay a receiver. Only NFL players' careers should last four or five years, depending on what round they're picked. And then they can either get paid you know, $5 million a year or they can retire. Yeah, you can get paid, but only by the Jets or Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you get the surplus money for going to a, a team you know won't win, and you know what? You line your coifers with that. It works out for everybody. Um. All right. Yeah, I like those picks. And the Broncos are kind of masters of the back door, so if they're down by three scores in the fourth quarter, Drew Locke will throw two touchdowns just in the fourth quarter yeah it's it's kind of fun we've got a decent uh college football game on sunday night as well so i'm gonna there's usc with uh washington state and i actually really like usc there so there's gonna be a lot of action in the later part of the weekend for me love that how did you like having wednesday football Oh my gosh, I loved it. it. It it couldn't compare to the Rockefeller's tree lighting, which is, <laughs> you know, we gamble on how the over under on total bulbs. We cut a, we bet on uh, Al Roker cutaway shots. So you know, you, there's a lot of good Christmas tree bets out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I throw out my weekly ten in bomb bets. <laughs> I yeah it, yeah. Love that they had to play at 340 because of the Christmas tree lighting. Yeah, it felt like a holiday. Like I was at home puttering around. It did. And it's like, oh, they, they, it felt like it was really special. 
And we're kind of going to get it this week because we have got a Monday night football game starting at five. Yeah. You love to see it. Love it. All right. I will um, return the board to you, sir. All right. I'm going to this Eagles game and taking Dallas Goddard over 43 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. He's kind of emerged as the top receiving threat in Philadelphia since he came back from his injury. Um, he's averaged over seven targets per game in the last three weeks. And you've seen Travis Fulgham kind of disappear as Dallas Goddard came back. And he's kind of the guy they've been going to. I've been watching the Eagles games because I thought they would be the best team in the NFC East. That division is a nightmare. Carson Wentz is perhaps the worst quarterback in the NFL. Wow. It, I mean, maybe he is. I'm not going to say that Wentz has things he doesn't have to improve, but their offensive line has been terrible, and their play calling hasn't terrible. really... A, they, they don't call their plays based on their roster at all. They have one no. of the best yards per carry of any team in the NFL. If they had the same kind of like overall philosophy, just on a game-to-game -game basis, as like the Vikings or Browns, where the, the run just set up everything else... Yes. I think it would be a pretty good offense, but you're just seeing them like they throw deep almost every first down. They're in second yeah. and 10 every single possession. It's so frustrating. Like I won that my Eagles bet on Monday night thanks to a ridiculous backdoor cover. Yeah, I saw a lot of people were happy about that. But yeah, oh my gosh. But is there a more joyless team to have bet on this NFL season than the Philadelphia Eagles? Brutal. Across it's the board. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I think there's a lot of issues there, but they still could win that division because the, the Giants were in the driver's seat, but now I we know. have Daniel Jones suffering an injury. So who's to say? <laughs> it, Carson Wentz is the last healthy NFC East quarterback. Oh, well, that, I mean, watching him play, that's debatable. <laughs> Either healthy or quarterback, you pick yours. And I, I agree with you there. Goddard has looked amazing on Monday night. It, it goes through our, our general theorem of taking the over on tight end yardage. Mm -hmm. And the only th issue I'm going to raise with that is Travis Fulgham. Is he being de-emphasized because of Dallas Goddard? Or is it because Jalen Rager has just been playing pretty well for him and they've been emphasizing him in that offense? Could be. But... Rager plays a completely different role than Goddard, whereas Fulgham was kind of like the big receiver. Yeah, because he's he, he's a receiver, but given his dimensions, it's like, oh, he can run a lot of tight end routes. Exactly. No, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to go over. We're going to take a trip to Texas, my friend. I like the Texans under 23 and a half points. If you've, if you've followed the Texans over the past few years, you know that the straw that stirs the drink for that offense isn't Deshaun Watson. It was never really DeAndre Hopkins, which is why he was made indispensable. It's been Will Fuller. Will Fuller, he opens everything up. He had an amazing Thanksgiving, and you, the entire secondary defensive schemes are affected by the attention Fuller gets. Well, he got popped for PEDs. That's how good he was against Detroit on Thanksgiving, <laughs> and he's out for the rest of the year. And without Will Fuller against a pretty pissed off Colts team. I don't really expect them to get more than 20 points. That's a good bet. Yeah, I like it. And is it kind of unfair for Will Fuller to get suspended? Why do you say that? Well, I mean, we make fun of this person for being injury prone. Oh, he can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. 
if I'm hearing those criticisms, maybe I will take PEDs to try and stay healthy. Everyone's mocking me for being frail. I'm going to get as strong as possible. I'm going to stay on that field. And now people are making fun of him again. He's the same trajectory as Carrie and Carrie. That's Will Fuller. He can't win. No matter what, we're making fun of him. Win. Can't get no respect. Yeah. The Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, I love that pick. Yeah, I think the Colts defense bounces back in a big way. And yeah, not having Will Fuller. Yeah. I think QT is going to have a bigger role, but who can trust a guy with the last name QT? Yeah, and he's someone who the name has given him a lot of attention, but he's not, <laughs> he hasn't made it happen at any of his stops. I don't see why it would happen now. And let me just go to an ad read quickly, if you don't sure. mind. BetMGM Sportsbook, they are live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, West Virginia, Tennessee, and coming soon to Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Michigan. BetMGM Sportsbook is the outstanding online betting experience you would expect from the MGM Resorts brand. You go to a lot of online casinos, online sportsbooks, you go to the homepage, what do you see? In entry page, you go to BetMGM, you see Jamie Foxx. Very talented guy. One of the best who pays in the world. It's just what you want. And it's a beautiful site. It's a beautiful mobile app. The best live dealer casino action. Great odds on every sports. And a bet of a ton of amazing weekly promos like the Money Monday Club that pays every BetMGM player a free $10 bet every Monday. And they've got a cool college basketball promo going on which is you bet $50 on a college basketball game, you get $25 to bet on a college football game, and you can roll that $25 onto Coastal Carolina plus 10 against BYU. Plus, for a limiting time, limited time, BetMGM, they have a special signing bonus for our listeners. All you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM, use code WALKON20, and then you will get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right, just enter code WALKON20 and up to a $500 bonus back roll is yours at BetMGM. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you assume you know, have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Boom. We're back with Steve Clark. Boom. Boom. All right, take the reins. Let me, let me get a little water here. Give us your next pick if you wouldn't mind. Sure. I got another one in that Colts game. Colts-Texans. Beautiful. Lay I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor. Over 49 and a half rushing yards. He's coming off the COVID list. He's got fresh legs. Uh, the week before he got put on the COVID list is was his breakout game. So it couldn't have come at a worse time. He had 22 carries for 90 yards against the Packers. So if that's any indication of how the Colts are going to use him in this game against a terrible Texans rush defense, Texans allow 155 rushing yards per game. So even if, you know, Naheem Hines gets his 12 touches and Wilkins gets his eight touches, if Jonathan Taylor gets 16 to 20 touches, 49 and a half is a pretty low number for a starting running back. Yeah, that that's a great pick. And I mean, we're I was kind of kidding about it with the Will Fuller thing, but some players are unfairly maligned and like, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's production hasn't aligned with his draft position, but that's not really because of him. That's because Naheem Hines has outplayed expectations Anyone yep. who's watched the Colts knows how they really wield that guy as like such a really wonderful multifaceted tool in that offense. He scores touchdowns off wheel routes, then goes backflips into the end zone. Truly one of the un unsung, most fun players in the NFL this season. But that doesn't mean Jonathan Taylor is a disappointment. 
He's a great no. he's a great back, and I love that pick. Thank you. Okay, so my my one, I'm gonna take a trip. I, I don't need to preface every <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna take uh, this is a game I really like the line on Browns Titans. Um, I think it's kind of two similar identities. And yep. there's going to be a lot of clock run, which leads me to really like the Browns plus five and a half, maybe buying the half point there, actually. Mm-hmm. But I think p- the defensive touchdown plus 320 is really nice odds here. Ooh. That's higher than it normally is. And if either of these teams gets up, I think that's just a likely thing to happen. Because in, if Cleveland gets, faces a deficit... You've got Baker Mayfield. Yep. He's throwing down the field with no real number one receiver. Yeah. Um, Titans, they're getting their best playmaker back in the secondary. And on the other side of the coin, the Titans, they're missing Taylor Luan. They're missing Roger Saffold. And the Browns are returning a healthy Miles Garrett. So if the Browns are able to get the lead, they're really going to be able to unleash their pass rush. And I think both are offenses are potentially going to be forced to play out of rhythm in this one. That's a fun. It's always fun to take one. That's like a longer shot just so you can just hope it happens. And if it doesn't happen, Hey, it was a long shot. You weren't expecting it to happen. You didn't get the bet wrong. It was a long shot. Yeah. And it's count. And these, these lines, they're usually like plus two sixty, <laughs> plus two seventy, plus three twenty. It's better odds than it normally is. And yeah. this matchup, I know they're kind of run-heavy teams, but Baker can make these mistakes. Baker is bad, yeah. Miles exactly. Garrett can get strip sacks. That's These are things we see on a weekly basis from the Browns and the Browns in a positive light. So I kind of like these odds here. And I do have our name a bet feature from this game. Oh, okay. So this is kind of just come from the pregame chatter about comparing the running back groups between these two teams, Tennessee and Cleveland. I would like to see a line from points bet about the head-to-head yardage from Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb versus Derrick Henry. Oh, I would take the Browns. Yeah, I would take the Browns. They're, I would probably have them like minus 160 on this one because Kareem, yeah. Kareem catches a lot of balls. But yeah, that's going to be one of my favorite things to look for in this game. That's fun. I, I might even just take Nick Chubb over Derrick Henry. I mean, I'm I'm with you there. Is Nick Chubb is on that level 100%. He's so good. Yeah. And I know Derrick Henry, he's got like a certain crossover appeal because his runs are so interesting and dynamic. Yeah. But, you know, Nick yeah. Chubb Derrick is Henry does go wild in the last six weeks of the year every year, though. So He does. He, he turns it on in December. You know, if you're hearing Baby It's Cold Outside on the radio, cancel it. That song is not for peace. No, if you're hearing holiday music on the radio, you can turn on your TV any Sunday and watch Derrick Henry drag six guys into the end zone. And it's amazing because, like, you could look back and, like, what if I asked you, Steve, what's your favorite Derrick Henry run? How many options would pop into your head? Oh, the yeah, I could think of a couple from this year alone, the one where he stiff-armed... Oh, Josh Norman, like into hell this year. Yeah, he had, was great. He had that the game winner against Baltimore was an incredible yep. play, like the best play a running backs had all year. Yep. God, he's a f- complete freak. 
He's a complete freak, but Chubb gets you the same production without the Dominique Wilkins factor. So I'm 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 taking Chubb in that hypothetical head-to-head bet that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> um I'll I'll stay in this game. I want to take Corey Davis over receiving yards. I couldn't find a line on it, but if you can find it anywhere around 60, I would take over. Um he's emerged as a star this year. He's the Corey Davis we all thought Corey Davis would be a few years ago. Um, In the six of the nine games he's played this year, he's had six or more targets. So only three games he's underperformed. The Browns give up over 246 passing yards per game. Not a good secondary. And with Derrick Henry being so good right now, should open up the play action, those underneath routes. Yeah, and there's just a general thing Tennessee did with their skill positions that I don't think any other franchise is doing right now. There's just such physicality across the board. So you've got Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Janu Smith. All of these dudes are just the most diesel dudes at their position. Yeah. (laughs) So you really see a lot of defenses just wear down over the course of the game, and it totally makes sense. A secondary has to tackle these dudes on basically every play. Yep. I mean, it, it's a really smart way to build a subtle strength in your roster, and hats off to them for taking taking that prerogative and maximizing their pre-existing asset in Corey Davis. Yeah. It would be fun to see DK Metcalf and Derrick Henry stand next to each other because oh. they would both just look normal they at would, that point. They would yeah. cancel each other out. Yeah, let, let's make it happen. We got to re, redo that Alabama photo shoot. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs> Maybe we can hire Mark Ingram to take the photo. We'll get a nice low angle there. (laughs) Okay, I'm a bad guy. Um, So my next picks, I've got two from the same game. I have, we're going to New York Jets, Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr over 235 and a half yards, minus 115. It's a, it's a Jets team. Derek Carr has a lot to play for this week. They were coming off back-to-back losses, and the second loss was pretty embarrassing. Atlanta. Atlanta was supposed to be the least talented defense in the league headed into the year. And yeah. I, I know Raheem is a great defensive mind. He's doing good work there. But six points against the Atlanta Falcons is unforgivable. They looked so bad. Derek Carr's hands are too small. That's what it is. Too small. He can't hold the ball. Yeah, I mean, I there is kind of he is kind of a game manager in the Alex Smith mold, so maybe we can just study these quarterbacks if you're a certain hand size. You're just a game manager. We know we yeah. never let you throw more than 20 yards down the field. God, that looks I was on the wrong side of that bet and I was with like if that bet would have hit, I would have correctly guessed each winner. I just would have missed some spreads. I went 12 and four this weekend, by the way. Amazing. That That's a nice little result right there. Yeah. I, I had a nice run on the weekend. It's just the Sunday night game has been tough for me. So I just, mm-hmm. I have that little bit of, I'm having a good Sunday, but then losing the Sunday night game, it'll just kind of take away the positive effects from an otherwise solid weekend. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, I've got another bet in that game. Team to throw the first interception. This line, you just got to take it. Jets minus 150. The Raiders don't really throw a lot of routes that are likely for interceptions. Carr throws a lot of really conservative routes. They When they take the top off, he just misses Henry Ruggs by five yards. So 
I don't really think they're going to throw any picks. If there's any picks in this game, it will probably be Sam Darnold shaking off that rust, trying to actually affirm his draft position and use his receiving core. So, yeah, all day on the Jets here. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. God, the Jets. Do you think they're going to go in 16? I think they are. Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't know who they're going to beat. They deserve to go on 16. Like the Adam Gase thing, there's not been any accountability or even just like cognizance of how bad it's been. It's like, so he had a quote in his press conference on Tuesdays. Like I came here to develop Sam Darnold. We didn't do that. (laughs) Who's the we there? I to we really quick. Yeah. As soon as something negative happens, you see him using the we and that like, even that just gives you a glimmer of the personality at work. It's just like, they're kind of well-positioned, though. I don't hate the long-term outlook. If they get the the new coach, if they take a quarterback number one overall, spoiler alert, they will. 